This Washington Post Live podcast is sponsored by T. Rowe Price. Committed to helping investors close the gap towards reaching their retirement goals. T. Rowe Price. Invest with confidence. You're listening to a podcast from Washington Post Live, bringing the Post's newsroom to life on stage. The Mole Agent is about a private investigator who hires an 83-year-old man to go undercover in a nursing home in Chile. The film offers a compelling look at age, isolation, and loneliness today. The film's director and producer join the Post to talk about the film and its Academy Award nomination for Best Documentary Feature. Let's listen. Hello, I'm Anne Hornaday, the Washington Post's chief film critic. Welcome to Washington Post Live. Special welcome to our Oscar Spotlight series. We're putting a spotlight on the five films nominated for Academy Awards for Best Documentary Feature. And today we're speaking about a documentary from Chile called The Mole Agent, and we're thrilled to be joined by the film's director, Maiti Alverdi, and the film's producer, Marcela Santibanez. Welcome, Maiti and Marcela. Thank you. Thank you. It's great <laughs> to see both of you. What a charming film, what a charming protagonist. Mighty, um, we got a little of the plot there from that teaser that uh, the daughter of a patron of a nursing home outside Buenos Aires, I think, or uh, I don't know where, what city it's out of. Yeah. Um, hires this private detective to, to check on her mother. So, when you set out to make this film, were you making your film about a spy or were you making a film about the elderly people? At the beginning, I, I was making a film or I was developing an idea of a film about private detective agencies, like how private detective agencies increase in Chile and how ex-FBI have their own and, and it started to thinking, why do the people hire private detectives today? And from that starting point, we see different cases and, and we arrive to this case of the retirement home that different uh, detectives have uh, in, their, in their agencies. And, and that was a topic on all the cases that we saw, that was a topic that it's really related with my previous film and, and my own obsession. So it was like the perfect match. But it started the film with the idea to make a film noir about a, a private detective. Well, that explains why you got, you're, you're there so early. I mean, one, I don't want to spoil anything about this movie, but, but one of the most um, amusing sequences comes early where the agency is auditioning all of these different gentlemen to, to, to go undercover. And I was so curious how you were able to be there from the very beginning. So that, that explains it. Um, so Marcella, as we see in the film, uh, Sergio, our, our hero, your protagonist, is answering a want ad in the newspaper. So was that, did he, he did he know you would be filming him going in? Was that was that kind of part of his assignment? Was agreeing to be uh, filmed by a documentary team? Uh, yeah, I mean, when he saw the ad in the newspaper, it's the real ad for a job of to to become a spy. Uh, when he arrived there, he he met 
the detective and he explained the whole situation. And then we we came and told him, so we are also making a documentary. Would you be, would you agree that we, you know, uh, shoot your whole experience? And he agreed. You know, it's so interesting. It's almost meta because the, the detective agency mm -hmm. is auditioning. Uh, they're casting, you know, they're, they're, it's almost like a casting call and then you're casting your film and mm -hmm. you couldn't ask, right, for a better, uh, I, were your antennae up? Did you know when you saw him, like, what an amazing, like, he could carry a film. Is that is that clear from the very first few minutes when you see someone like that? When I saw him the first time? Yeah, it was... Yeah, we were very disappointed because we were supposed to work with with the the mold that Romulo worked with, but he broke his hip, so he put the ad to find a new one. And when and when Sergio arrived, yeah, it was love at first sight uh, in the in the sense that all the men that arrived were incredible because we were super active people at the 80s. So I really admire all of them when they arrive and. And for me, all of them were, were super good, possible molds. But Sergio makes something that was really special. He, he started uh, like speaking about her feelings, speaking about his to be a widower in his job interview. And for me, that was something that it's out of, of the common construction or the way to be of old men's in in Chile and in Latin America like we, we were raised thinking that men don't cry and old men neither or less so he started to be super emotional and that was like a super hard open person from the beginning and I think that that was also his mood inside the, the retirement home all the time. Absolutely he is a very special special man. Um, and and because of his character and the kind of person he is, the narrative really changes. You know, you you think you're going to be in on this little caper film, and it's and and it is, and it's got all those fun spy scenes. But then um, Sergio really sort of transforms the place, and I want to show a clip that gets to that sort of expresses how important he becomes to the mostly women who live there. It's, it's mostly women, and they just have this really, really profound reaction to him um, because he's such a he's such a compassionate man and he's such a good listener. So let's play this clip and then I'll we'll come back on the other side. <laughs> Hay alguien que me mira por ahí y me dice, quiero opinar, quiero opinar, vamos a preguntar. Y la resulta, ¿qué opina de nuestro rey? ¿Qué piensa usted? Yo estoy, pero enamorada de él. So obviously that is when Sergio is being crowned king of the nursing home. Um, so Mighty, I, I guess, would it be fair to say that 
you would have had an entirely different film if if Romulo had gone with a different gentleman for the mission? Yeah, probably uh, if, if I or if Romulo went with his uh, mold of all of that he usually worked with, it will be a film more focused on the case and, and on the clues and on the on the detective line and the narrative world will be more the thriller at the film noir and know the film about the experience and about what that people are living there. I think that, yeah, exactly. He was the one that changed the focus of the film and the focus of the narrative. Yeah. yeah. And Marcella, yeah. I understand uh, from our research that at one point Sergio wanted to leave the project. Is, is that true? <laughs> Tell us a little bit about that. Yeah, um, I mean, that was probably one of the days I cried the most <laughs> during the shoot. We, we were in the, um, in the retirement home and it was just at the beginning when he just arrived. And to be honest, he was having a hard time. Uh, I think for him it was really impactful to see all these people, um, you know, with the men shout or, or like he wasn't used to see people so that felt so old and I mean he he's older than most of the people that actually appear there but he always seemed so young and for him it was really tough at the beginning and and he had doubts and he said like I'm sorry I think I'm gonna you know uh, leave this this research uh, and then we had to talk I mean his boss talked to him and he said like don't do it but then we also had to explain him uh, you know the importance of the film also but also I think he he just needed a little bit more of time to get used to the situation and to start to fall in love with all the people there and and suddenly he he started making friends and he started enjoying his time there and and I mean, uh, fortunately, he changed his mind. Indeed, I can I can understand though that would have been sort of overwhelming for him. Um, and mighty, you've structured this film in such a way that we ought, we can forget that it's a documentary just because it's so dramatic. And like you said, it's it's it does have that thriller element, but it's really a human drama. And there's a love, you know, there are more than one love stories. Bertita falls in love, but a lot of people fall in love with Sergio. I think the audience kind of falls in love with Sergio a little bit, but tell us a little bit. Uh, I understand also that you started filming in the home before Sergio got there. Is that right? Yeah, we started filming. We, we first shoot the training of Sergio inside the office, and then we went to shoot the retirement home uh, before that he entered, like we we speak to them and we say that we wanted to make a documentary about old age and what what people is living there, what people is uh, happen, what happened with the people that it's living there. So that was our topic for them. That is the topic of the film. Like we didn't say the storytelling about the the mole, but but we speak about the topic, and so we enter before. Uh, the people get used to us. We started to learn at how to shoot in that place, and we spent like yeah two or three weeks before uh, Sergio arrived. So all the residents were super used to us. We we start to understand which one of them feel comfortable with the camera, and when he arrived, yeah, he was one of the 
extra character that we were following in that in that space. So we act that we we don't know each other uh, when he enters. Right. So you were then able that that makes sense. So you weren't. It didn't look like you were necessarily just following him because you were filming everybody. Um, and then toward that end, though, were you were you filming a variety of characters and plot lines in order to choose later what you want, how you wanted to structure it, or was I don't you know you were getting so much material again. You're following Sergio, but then you're you know there's so many other very compelling characters in this film. Um, so I, I, I'm not expressing this question very well, but I guess how how sure of the storyline were you at the time, or did it come together in the editing? No, I think that at the editing, or we only were clear about the starting point and the end. Like this start with this case, but in the editing, we were not clear about the focus probably or the equilibrium between the case and the and the life inside the retirement home and and we realized in the editing that the the importance was in Sergio's experience and that the detective case was only an a starting point to tell this story of this unique experience and and yeah that is something that we discovered in the editing because in the shooting as do you say we were shooting different lines and we were shooting a lot of characters inside the retirement home more characters that indeed appears at the end of, of the film we shoot uh, a lot of women of that place that are not in the in the final cut but but we determinate which were more important for sergio and that is the one that we maintain but at the end, it's because we take the Sergio point of view to take the story. So we construct mostly the relationship that were super important for him. Yeah, right. Um, I'd like to set up another clip. And this this shows Sergio in action. He's he's when he gets his job, Romulo gives him special glasses. I mean, it's real James Bond stuff. And so this is a clip where he's trailing his target, a woman named Marta. Um, or no, I don't know that that's, that's another resident, but uh, Marta has sticky fingers and she has a penchant for going through her neighbor's possessions. Let's take a look at this clip and then we'll come back. Romulo, el miércoles comencé a seguir a Marta porque sospechaba de ella. Fui a investigar a la pieza de Marta y encontré varios objetos que pertenecen a otras personas. 
la Marta es muy rápida para llevarse las cosas y hacerlas desaparecer, pero es difícil enojarse con ella. No he visto a ninguna enfermera robar. Está lista la encomienda. One of the great sources of comedy in this film is watching Sergio and technology <laughs> interacting. It's it's really it's really charming. Um, but there's also kind of, for me at least, there was a sub an interesting subtext, and this might circle back Marcella to his misgivings at the beginning about mm -hmm. you know maybe wanting to pull out, which is the ethics of it. You know, I mean, he's he's sort of deceiving people. And then, like you know, like Mighty said, you're even though yes, you're making a film about old age. You weren't a hundred percent transparent, you know, to to get in. You had to do a little sub, mm -hmm. subterfuge. So, Marcella, could you talk us through those issues, the ethics issues, and the deception? Yeah, I mean, um, of course, it's something complicated, and you think about it a lot. Uh, I feel that the reason why why we went through and we kind of felt right is because uh, we knew that at the end of the day, what we were portraying was the truth inside that place. And we knew that the subject, uh, the real subject matter had to do with old age and with uh, giving, you know, uh, space and giving, you know, putting the spotlight in a, a, a group of people that are usually, you know, so on, on the side of society in a way. So, of course, we had, it, it was complicated, especially in the retirement home, not, not telling them about the, the research, but in a way, when we told them and they saw the film, their reaction was so uh, good and they were so happy with the with the film that we we knew that in the core uh, what we were doing was was really you know uh, there was a, a big benefit and and we knew that we were really making a a, a piece of work that that would help I don't know I think that that was what what kept us doing it and working on it and you know but it's it it is complicated of course. Mm -hmm. Mighty, I don't know, would you want to add anything? I mean, there's also, even in that scene, we see him photographing people's belongings. I mean, there's a privacy issue for him and then also for you. I mean, it's very multi-layered. So I don't know if you have anything to add to that or like how you, what your rules were for your own team. Yeah, I think that uh, I, we also have a relief in a sense that we feel that, or I feel that, if something bad was happening, like if worse, uh, it was a denounce and it's supposed that something bad was happening, you have a relief at the beginning because you are going to denounce something and, and that's move you in another like ethical place when you have to discover this kind of, of denounces, like to how honest to be to get the, the access. But as Marcela said, like we, I feel that we were super clear with the topic or, or the film at the end, it's the same topic that we we say at the beginning. Uh, but we also can take another road if the place were not good uh, as it is. So yeah, we have the the both possible road as, at the beginning. But yeah, I think that they they knew that we were going to shoot everything uh, that we were 
looking there and they were conscious about our camera and not about Sergio's camera. Yeah, that was always uh, a big problem about how he shoot and what are we going to show about what he's shooting. But at the end, he shoots so bad and he never have like nothing that uh, it's really private or something that our camera cannot catch. So we feel super comfortable taking his image too because uh, it was like a copy in some way of our image, but from his lenses, the small time that he really catch something because he, he never do it at the end. So, so Marcella did answer my question, which is, have they, have they seen it? Have the women seen it? And uh, she said, yes. Could you tell us a little bit more about their reactions to the film? Yeah, the the women of the um, of the retirement home. When we we show it to them, actually, they were the, our first first um, viewers ever because it was uh, before our premiere at Sundance actually that we showed them the film, and uh, we got together with Might in the post production house. We invited them and we said like, okay, the film is ready, but we need to tell you like a minor detail. It's actually a spy movie, and they're like, okay, they were really nervous, and we say like. But uh, watch it and let's talk afterwards and you'll see. And then, yeah, they were nervous at the beginning. But then once they saw the film, as I told you, they were really proud of the... Because, like, I mean, we told them, we're going to show the good things and the bad things. That was something that we told them, regardless if this was about a spy or not. And they were always really open. So I think they were really nervous on what were we going to show. But uh, they felt really proud because what the film actually showed at the end is how they really work. And, and this place especially really, really cares about their old people. Um, there's this uh, like preconception in the world that, that these places treat people badly and that we should never, you know, take our old uh, people there. But they showed the other way. They say, like, we actually really cared. And most of the times what we have to deal is with uh, loneliness because it's it's the families that kind of leave us uh, this responsibility and we have to take over. And in that sense, I feel they were really, I don't know if happy is the word, but at least like proud that the, what the world is seeing is a reality that they they really are and that, that they want to keep on, you know, doing it like that. Absolutely. I mean, I think that's one of the interesting um, trans transformations in the film or pivots. You know, you, you yeah. go, you, like you said, we come in with assumptions. Sergio and Romulo come in with assumptions, and then they are very yeah. gradually and gracefully um, overturned. And it's it's it, that's one of the beautiful things that you do in this film. Um, did they now? So when they saw the film, was that when they realized Sergio was a spy, or did that come? Was that clear earlier? Did did they find that out earlier? No, we decided to do it uh, when we show the film to them. We 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 thought that they suspect. Uh, we really cannot believe that they never suspect. And and when we show the film to them, we explain it before to show it because we feel that when we realized that it was a super good place, like 
if you explain it without show the film to the to them, I think it will be super confusing. So we we were thinking to say to them after the shooting, but at the end we thought that our best card it will be to make the explanation with the result uh, of the film, like to them to don't be like afraid, like so. And I think that it's work. Like we we explained it to them before to to show it and they yeah they laugh they cry they they love it and and it was a big relief for us that reception i am sure i'm and then you must tell us how sergio how sergio doing what's he doing what's he up to uh, well, sergio is ah sorry you go sorry. Sergio, it's like a new chilean star he's like receiving <laughs> offers for ads and and to be in TV, yeah, and TV ads, and and yeah, he's like super like well known here. The problem is like because of the lockdown, uh, he cannot go out enough. So he, I think that he didn't really realize uh, how famous he is. He make an Instagram and he has like thirty thousand followers in two days. And and now he's going to the Oscars and he told us it's his first trip. It's the first time that he take a plane in his life. And he told us it's my first trip and my last adventure. And he's so emotional now with this that it's great. Oh, that's so charming. Well, I think <laughs> I think wherever he buys his sweaters, I think they should hire him to be their spokesmodel because this man has the most beautiful wardrobe. I was just, it was just fabulous, really fabulous. You know, you brought up the lockdown and, and um, it was so interesting to me that, as you said, this film pre premiered at Sundance, but then the world changed and our lives changed and the context changed. And I don't know, both Marcella and then Mighty, I'd love to hear from you. We, if you think the meaning of the film has changed for audiences, because it is so much about loneliness and isolation, but also fellowship and communion, I don't know. Um, you think it sort of changed its own, morphed a little bit in the during the pandemic? I'll start with Marcella. Um, yes, of course. I mean, it's not like... It's it's weird to say like old age is uh, trendy now, you know, because the old age is something that has always been there. But it's just like uh, the pandemic and the lockdown has taught us how difficult it is to live in isolation. And uh, it's it has been, you know, so contingent, like we are all talking about isolation and this film shows you that that these people have been isolated their whole lives you know we just realized because we were living it in in, in you know first uh, like we are we are experiencing it but but these people have experienced that their whole life and also on the other side um i feel like the pandemic has uh, made us be much more like honest or more emotional and we we have suffered like worldwide so we are also 
more open to talk about our emotions. And I think this film also uh, gives you that chance. Uh, it's really impactful to read, for example, on social media, how everybody talks, how they cried with this film, how they call their parents. And I feel like in a normal year, maybe a society, we wouldn't be so open to talk about our feelings. And, and I think that in that sense, uh, yeah, the complicated year that we had to premiere a film really, really made a huge influence in the impact that the film is, highing, is having, uh, I would say, worldwide. So true. Mighty, do you want to add anything? That's very well said. Yeah, it's very well said. <laughs> <laughs> okay. oh, well, and now we're out of time, but I can't thank oh. you both enough, Mighty and Marcella. Thank you so much for joining us and congratulations on this honor. Thanks. Thank you very much. And thank you, everyone, for tuning in to our Oscars Spotlight series. Be sure to tune in to Washington Post Live tomorrow at noon when our next conversation um, on race in America will take place. This program will be about allyship, and it will be moderated by my colleague, Michelle Leahy Lee. Once again, I'm Ann Hornaday, and thank you for watching Washington Post Live. Tune in to the 93rd Oscars Live, Sunday, April 25th, 2021, at 5 p.m. Pacific, 8 p.m. Eastern, on ABC.